But first, to be a Chicago sports fan is to endure extreme highs and demoralizing lows. And right now, the White Sox are delivering the lows. The team's next six games won't have shortstop Tim Anderson on the field. He's been suspended for disorderly conduct at a game over the weekend. So what just happened tonight, we don't see this anymore between the Guardians and the White Sox. We get an actual bench-clearing brawl. I'm talking haymakers being thrown, old-school style. Also going on this week, the Bears gear up for their first preseason game on Saturday, and the Northwestern Wildcats, well, they return to practice after their football scandal. So here with more is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Sasha, I think we should have a music bed for a soap opera with the White Sox. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that bad, huh? It's bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're seeing a few suspensions this week across multiple teams. I'm talking about from the Chicago Sky to the White Sox. But I do want to start with the Sox and Tim Anderson, as we just heard. What happened on Saturday, Cheryl? And, and what were these punches thrown? Okay, well, he has not served as a suspension because he's appealing it. But what happened was... Jose Ramirez hits a double down right field. When he uh, goes to second base, Tim's standing there to, you know, tag him out if he could, but he you know, doesn't have the ball. So he, there's a little bit of a skirmish between them talking. Uh, Ramirez points his finger at Anderson. Anderson pulls off his glove and puts, has a punching stance, and then they start swinging. And Anderson gets landed by a punch by Ramirez. But bench is cleared. Uh, Tim Anderson had to be restrained by players. In fact, one of his teammates, Andrew Vaughn, literally picked him up to take him off the field. Um, wow. It, it, it was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. So how does something like that impact the White Sox reputation? Well, it's going to impact probably Tim Anderson's more because he was the one that went down. And there's been a lot of people making fun and making memes about it. But it says a lot about what's wrong with the team right now. It says, in, in fact, there's a, a, other stories coming out. When a team's this bad, when you have adversity and the players you thought were supposed to overcome the adversity do not, then you have these little problems that come up and then become big problems. Yeah. Did you say he hasn't been suspended yet? He's been suspended, but he's appealing it. So he has not sat out of the game. I see. The manager, I see. Pedro Cajol, sat out his suspension yesterday. I mean, and he's was suspended for six games. Six seems like a lot, but but given how many games they play in a season, talk about how significant of a penalty that is. Six is a is a lot. Um, generally, when when you throw a punch, you, you're gonna get you're gonna get a big suspension. It was surprising that Jose Ramirez only got three because he threw punches too. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, I guess, the way the league is looking at it, that Tim was the instigator, uh, but. But in, in, in the game, he did play last night. Tim Anderson did play last night. He got hit by a pitch, left the game because he, his uh, forearm was sore. So I don't know if he'll be in, even in the lineup because of the injury at this point. So how do you anticipate this affecting the, the overall performance then? For Tim? Yeah. Or for the team? For Tim. You know, for, for Tim's, had, Tim's had a very, very tough season. You know, but people forget because they're only looking at this season. He's had a very tough season as far on the plate, um, and he used to he was one of the best hitters in the game. And so there's definitely frustration setting hold. The team also being 23 games under 500 sets a frustration throughout the clubhouse. And a lot was talked about the culture of the team, the culture of 
of the players and in, in how things are not done or, or are done. And so things have to be addressed. You had three managers hired in the last four years. Yeah. So there's some real problems with this team right now with its makeup. This is after players like Lance Lynn, Kendall Graveman, Lucas Giolito, mm-hmm. Jake Berger, and more. They've all been traded, right? So, I mean, morale, that's got to be low. It's low. Um, but interesting, the comments we heard from Rick Hahn and from Pedro Gafault, they talked about that they had to make changes, and some of the changes was to uh, extract some players from the team. So we're all wondering, okay, who of these players that were traded are the ones that they had issues with? So that's that's something, you know, we haven't found out yet. But mm-hmm. obviously – they the the front office made the decisions to to either sign, trade for, or draft these players, and so it's up to them to make sure that it works. And when it doesn't, well, then they have to look at themselves in the mirror. What do they do next? And they have to find the players to replace these players. Oh boy! All right, let's turn to basketball, Cheryl. <laughs> Speaking of players in hot water, right? There was also, uh, as I mentioned, a suspension over on the Chicago Sky. Fill us in on that. Yeah, uh, Sunday in Dallas, there was a skirmish with Dana Evans on the court, and Ruthie Hebert got off the bench to protect her player. Ruthie is, she's a bench player who's uh, who uh, had a baby in April, and so she's been slowly coming back. So she was suspended one game. She will not play tonight when the Sky hosts Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> wow. After a streak of losses, I mean, the, the Sky did mm-hmm. win the last three games. Did you see yeah, them change their strategy? There? They they're becoming more offensive minded. They're playing more complete games. Uh, I think you know you they had such a shock when they had a change in head coach, and so now they they're trying to figure things out. Um, they've been scoring over a hundred points a game, and that's been unusual for them. So we don't know if this is a trend that's going to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Right now they're in the eighth spot of the playoffs, and so they would like to move up if they could. I mean, let's think about tonight's game, right? How, how do you think they'll perform? I, I think they're going to come, you know, the, the interesting thing, they play better on the road than they do at home. So we'll see how that fares for them. But they look at Minnesota as a possibility that would that would help them, you know, increase their record. Right now they're 11 and 15. If they could have a better record and move up and be able to beat Minnesota, who's, you know, who's just above them, that would help them in, in, in the progress of moving forward for the postseason. There's not that many games left. They're trying to hold on to that last playoff spot. Yeah, or or move up. Right I now, see. they're yeah, you know, the teams b- below them, uh, the Sparks and Phoenix, you know, they they have a much difficult task ahead of them. But you know, the Sky would like to get out of that last position because you're gonna you're gonna face the uh, defending champion Aces if you don't. Yeah, I mean, and if they did make it to the playoffs, it sounds like it would be a major win for this team that lost so many key players last season. Yeah, and before the season, a lot of experts were predicting them to be tenth in the league. So uh, there's a little bit yeah. of you know hope, uh, but this team does have to make some changes um, in the off season. But right now, you you need to have Marina Mabry play the way she's played the last few games. You need to see consistency. Of course, Kalia Copper has been lights out, has been an all star, but they, their bench players are very very important. When their bench players perform, they win. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in from suspensions to beginnings, we're getting a Chicago sports roundup from Cheryl Ray Stout, WBEZ's sports contributor. So you are currently at the Chicago Bears headquarters. Is that right? 
I am. I'm sitting in their hallway. Yeah. Well, I know that they're entering their third week of training camp there, and and the team is going to be playing their first preseason game this weekend on Saturday. What's the vibe like? You know what? There's a real positive vibe about this team. This is the last week where the public can actually watch their practices here at Hallis Hall. So uh, on Saturday, they'll get a glimpse. Everyone will be able to get a glimpse of what they're going to be able to do or not do. We don't know if what starters will play. Usually they'll play one or two series. But uh, Justin Fields, we're seeing the improvement. We're seeing him really hooking up with DJ Moore, who they acquired in the trade for their, their number one draft pick. We're seeing the defense. They're they're very vocal. They're very you know they they feel that they they've made some strides. They've got some great additions. They just signed uh, Yannick Igakwe. Um, he's a he's a, uh, an edge rusher mm-hmm. who should help them with sacks because you know last year Sasha the Bears only had twenty sacks. Yeah, Yannick had nine. Wow. <laughs> impressive (laughs) that's an improvement yeah for sure for sure Uh, so remind us then when when will we have a complete roster uh the 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 roster will be they they start trimming down in the next couple weeks okay but um what would happen what what they do right now the, the the practices on the field right now are really really important the, the games, there's importance to the game because they want to, you know, they got to get used to doing things. The, the routines are what they have to get used to when they have these preseason games. And they will have two of the three preseason games at home. I see. Uh, let's stick with football, Cheryl, and talk about Northwestern because tomorrow is the first practice Northwestern's football team is going to have with media since that hazing scandal broke. What do you think about how that's going to go? It's a big question mark, Sasha, because they did, went with the Big Ten uh, media day. None of the players showed up. And, you know, your interim uh, head coach, David Braun, really didn't say a lot about what was going on. Yeah, he didn't, give, think, us, he didn't give us anything, really. No. I mean, it was very benign. Uh, the interest, There's a couple of interesting aspects about this. First, they hired head coach Skip Holtz, who used to – he was a veteran head coach in college. He's also been with the USFL – and so he he's going to be uh, kind of mentoring. Ron has never been a head coach before. And the other aspect is the fact that the school hired U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch to lead an investigation into the culture of the whole athletic department, not just the football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know about the player. You know, I, I think the players are going to have to realize that they're going to have to answer these questions. They're going to be likely asked, what did they know about the hazing? Were they involved? What they think about the lawsuits? There's a lot of questions. There could be more questions they think about that than actually what happens on the on the field. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, I do want to get your thoughts on the uh, the U.S. women's soccer team. They lost to Sweden over the weekend, and uh, really left the the World Cup rather early. First time that they've left this yeah. early ever, and and you know obviously you know, they they played a great final match. They just didn't have enough scoring, mm-hmm. and and Sweden's goal t- goalkeeper was outstanding. It, it's it's you know you you you'll likely see some changes. You know we're we we'll probably won't see some players won't be on the on the pitch for uh, United States anymore, like Megan Rapino and and Alex Morgan. So you know there will be some changes. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm just heartbroken all around. I was I was yeah. following Jamaica as well, and uh, <laughs> their their run just ended. So it's it's just tragic. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's always hard because when you've won it the last two uh, times the World Cup, you always expect because they were the favorites. Yeah, 
but you know, you know, a lot of the countries, you know, they they make improvements and they they look at the United States as being the example they want to be, and they they become it. Yeah, no, this came as a surprise for sure. We'll leave it there for now. That's WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Thanks as always for checking in. Thank you.